You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode 84. Is someone's result or outcome or success created because of or despite what that person is doing? Just because someone has certain habits or they're doing certain actions, not all of them are going to be moving them towards that goal. So the trick for your teen creating more success and more of what they want is figuring out which is which and making sure the positives outweigh the negatives. Because of course, none of us are perfect. So we're always going to have both. I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Hey VIPs, how are you? I hope your day is going really well so far. I am recording this just before our next level advanced training event, how to excel in English exams. And Gemma Toms, our English focus coach and also our success manager, is leading the workshop. So I am just extra excited to be able to be there in support of her and all of our students and lap up everything that she is going to be delivering, which I know is a lot. (laughs) And I don't normally put our next level events quite so early on in the year, but I really wanted to have this set students off on a great path in their English study. And let's be honest, it's not just English that all of the insights and the concepts and the tactics can be applied to. As with everything that I share, or I should now say we share, they are universal. So it's going to be invaluable to have students be able to write analytically or come up with creative ideas on the spot or deal with unseen texts and sources across so many of their subjects. And on that theme of getting onto a great path, today's podcast episode is really related to this time of year of coming off the back of New Year's resolutions and getting into the full swing of a new term. And your teen might have a goal or two in mind for their study this year. You might have one or two in mind for them. (laughs) And depending on what they are, you both may or may not have dared to share them or speak them out loud. And by the way, I'm going to talk a little bit more about setting goals or actually not setting them and not trying for things, that fear of failure, in next week's episode. Because a lot of times I think this happens, that not setting of a goal or not going after something, I think it happens subconsciously. And I really do see that happening a lot for students. And when I talk to parents of students who are in the 10-week program. So if you think that might be a thing happening for your teen, if they're reluctant or maybe a bit embarrassed or just plain don't want to set any kind of target or even actually try their very best for something, then definitely look out for that next week. 
But today's episode has come from a comment I read just the other day in a Facebook group that I'm in, and it felt like a really good piece of advice about how to achieve or create something that you want in life. Now, this was not related to study, but it definitely works for study and for your teen. And the original post was from someone who was struggling to get further along or get more success with something that they were working on. And the comment in one of the replies was along the lines of, I'm not going to read it out exactly, but it was along the lines of this. It said something about a great way to achieve a goal is to find someone else that has done it. And importantly, and this was the part that I think set it apart from things like that that I'd heard before, it said about finding someone who has done it in a way that you would want to do it for yourself or could do it and was from a similar starting position. Now, like I said, that's not a direct quote, but that was the gist of it. And the reason I liked it was because of those extras they added. Not just the find someone who's done it and try to copy them, but find someone who's done it and done it in a way that you would be happy to do it or that is feasible or sustainable or doable for you. And that's coming from that similar starting point. I think all of those are actually important because there might be someone who's achieved something but they had a lot more resources than you, or they did it by working on it for twice as many hours a week as you have available. Because let's say you wanted to run a marathon. It's no good following and trying to copy a person who has been exercising in some way most of their life and now wants to go run a marathon and already has a lot of the gear and has a good base level of fitness. If you have never really done any exercise, don't even have a pair of running trainers yet, and maybe can only spare an hour or two a week for training, and would possibly injure yourself if you just tried starting out where they were starting out. In fact, that would actually likely make you go backwards rather than forwards in terms of getting injured. And you're also likely going to feel pretty demoralized pretty quickly. And likewise, we could look at it the other way. Copying or modeling someone is not going to be the most effective way to train if you're already running 10Ks and you are following someone who is giving advice about starting from ground zero with which trainers to go and get and doing three 10-minute jogs a week and working up from there. You'd be able to make much better progress if you find someone to model your training on who is at the same level as you, perhaps the same age, same build, and has the similar resources, whether it's time resources, money, support. So I thought that was kind of helpful. And I like that extra detail. Because let's say your teen wanted to get an A in maths, and they're currently on a C plus, And they took the advice of an A grader who says, I do three extension trigonometry questions every evening for practice. But your teen isn't actually yet fully sure of the actual trigonometry concepts or formulae then there's little point in them doing lots of extra extension practice questions. They'd be better off just first getting some help, some teaching or tutoring to help them understand the concepts. Then they can do some practice questions to check their understanding and then work up to consolidation and extension. I don't know if you can hear this in the background. It has just started raining really heavy. (laughs) It has been so hot and humid and wet this summer where I am. And look, I am never going to be one of those people that just moans about the heat coming from England. I would always rather be too hot than too cold. But oh my goodness, we've had like, I don't know, two months of just hot, humid, wet weather. Anyway, after reading this comment and thinking about this, it kind of led me down and to recollect another train of thought, which is 
the idea that you could be doing something that you think is helping, but actually it might not be making any difference at all, or it might even be having a negative consequence. And that comes from some advice or more like a discussion that I heard a couple of years ago. I'm pretty sure it was from a guy called Ramith Sethi, who's like a money finance guy. I remember him being on a podcast or it might have been on a YouTube interview, something like that. And I can't totally recall the details right now, but he shared that if you're going to look to someone to copy or model in order to try and achieve what they have then you have to scrutinize things, which I thought really tied in with this comment that I read the other day. You can't just copy that person blindly. For every habit or action or decision that they make, you have to consider, are they successful? Are they achieving what it is that they're achieving that you maybe want to achieve because of that thing or despite it? Because it makes sense, right? Like none of us are perfect. There might be some things that we do that move us closer to a goal. There might be some things that we do that are actually taking us away from it. But maybe the positives are outweighing the negatives. Because even if we did all of the things that we know are the right things to do, that would still rely on us always knowing the exact best things to be doing at the right times and always doing them. And as I recall, he used an example of Warren Buffett, one of the most successful, probably the most successful investor of all time. And if we look at some facts about him and what he does and how he lives and how he works, this is kind of a nice example. So Warren lives, it kind of feels weird just to say Warren. It's one of those names that needs the whole name, like Um, Barack Obama. You never just say Barack. It's always Barack Obama. Same with Warren Buffett. Anyway, Warren Buffett has a net worth of over $100 billion today. And he lives in a modest home that he bought back in 1978. I did go back and check these facts. These are not facts I have just stored in my brain. And in 2023, he was still driving a 2014 registered car. He drinks Coca-Cola, every day and not just one can apparently (laughs) plus he would get a Macca's breakfast on the way to the office each time every weekday he's not into social media at all his twitter account is apparently followed by over a million people but he only has nine tweets on it and he only actually personally wrote one of them and he doesn't follow anyone on social media He reads every day and he says that he spends about 80% of his waking hours reading the news, studying stocks, doing research. Now, if someone wanted to achieve financial success through investing, it makes sense that they might try to emulate and copy Warren's habits and actions, right? And within that little selection of facts that I just shared, there are certainly some things there that have clearly contributed to his success. And there are some things that likely make no difference either way. And interestingly, linking back to my previous point about the stage that you're at with things, perhaps that frugal mentality with not moving to a huge mansion or having the latest flashy cars is the mindset that actually got him up those first few rungs on the ladder early on by investing rather than spending his money. But now, of course, it would make very little difference to him today if he did or didn't do those things, if he bought those things. He's so much further along. 
And of course, there are things in there that actually we would consider to be a negative, like drinking Coca-Cola every day and eating McDonald's on the way to work. They're not great health-wise and Part of the reason that he has amassed so much wealth is due to the effect of compounding and the fact that he has lived to, I think he's currently 93 when I looked it up. So the fact that he's lived to that age and been able to compound his wealth for so long is happening despite those bad nutrition habits or choices or actions. Now let's take an example for your teen. Let's say that there is a student your teen knows who gets their essays written in half the time it takes for your teen to write an essay and they always get a high mark. Now, I'm not saying that every student should want to be getting top marks on every essay that they do. I'm not saying that. And it could be any example. It could be getting into the first team for basketball. It could be being amazing at playing guitar, whatever it is. But for now, let's just stick to a very simple study example. So let's say that this student that they're looking at gets straight A's in every essay that they write and it takes them half the time it takes your teen to write their essay. And let's say that your teen also wants to get straight A's in their essays and get them done faster because, oh my goodness, it's taking so long to research and draft and redraft and edit. And let's also say that they're doing the same subjects. Now, your teen knows that the other student has the following daily habits and does the following things. They study for three hours every day after school. They go for a run three times a week. They scroll social media for at least 15 minutes every morning as they lay in bed first thing before they drag themselves out of bed. They drink an energy drink on the way to school every day. They leave their phone in the kitchen while they study. They watch an hour of Netflix every night before bed. Now, if we followed that traditional advice of just finding someone who's getting the results you want and copying them, you can tell that wouldn't necessarily be the very best thing to do. The more strategic thing to do is to figure out what's actually contributing positively to the outcome that we want and what is also perhaps detracting from it and also what isn't really having any impact either way. And then couple that with their situation. How much does or doesn't that align with your team situation? What's the context? What background factors are there that might also be influencing things? So if your teen were to then study for three hours every evening, is that moving them closer to the result they want? Now, it might help, but it really depends on what they're actually doing in that time. Is it effective? Are they doing tasks or activities that will really move the needle? Or are they doing things that feel productive but aren't actually having a huge impact? If they drink a can of energy drink every morning, is that the key to writing essays better and faster? No. In fact, the student that's doing it is likely getting a quick energy high, but then they're going into that low, that slump, right when they want to be their most alert and switched on throughout the morning while they're in class. So this is an example of being successful despite that habit. And if they have their phone out of the room while they're studying, is that making a positive difference? Almost certainly yes. Less distractions, less time wasted, more focus on their actual study. That would be something that they would probably want to copy. Do they need to start going for a run three times a week? Maybe if it helps their mindset and overall well-being. Is it directly related? No. 
indirectly, perhaps. So if your teen maybe doesn't want to go running, but they think that having something like that could help them, then what could they do that provides that same or a similar positive impact? And this is really the point. It's all about what outcome is being created. It is not just about the habits or the actions themselves. It's about what result or outcome they produce. And I know that students aren't going around actively looking for role models or people to copy. Maybe we all do it to some degree, either consciously or subconsciously, or sometimes we also do the opposite. We look at a situation and go, I know that is not what I want, so I'm not going to be doing any of that. I'm going to actually actively attempt to do the opposite. And also, let's face it, this can also be a teenager thing. I definitely did this as a teenager. If I looked at, oh, this is what my mum does, or this is how she does it, or this is what she recommends, I can tell you I actively will have tried to do the opposite. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But I think we could take these concepts or take this advice to look at achieving a goal as a springboard to consider things in a more general way for your team. Could we consider what they're doing, what they're not doing, and being aware of the outcome that that is getting them closer to or further away from? So how I kind of see it is the key is to make the things that take us towards the goal as big as possible and do more of them so they outweigh the things that move us away from the goal. Because none of us are perfect. We're never going to nail just all of the positive things. And honestly, some of them are going to be in conflict with each other in life. Having a fun night out with friends might be great for our friendships and our life balance, but maybe not so great for that early footy match the next morning. So the mix is definitely a part of life. And like I said, your team doesn't have to be trying to model or copy anyone to actually do this. They can just look at their own actions and habits. And maybe a time like now, a couple of weeks into the term, could be a great time to do this. Because it's enough time to see what's happening, what they're doing, and what they're not doing, but not so much time that those habits are carved in stone just yet. So do they want to make any small changes? Certainly small changes can still be very impactful. Five maths questions a week. That's 50 questions banked in a term. That's 200 in a year. There's actually a good book written about that. It's called The Slight Edge, or at least I really liked it. I thought it was really useful and really interesting. I can't remember who wrote it, but it's all about how small but constructive decisions and actions can really add up, which is kind of like that compounding effect of money and Warren Buffett, though I'm sure he made some pretty big moves as well. (laughs) So maybe it's just one big change that your teen needs or wants to make, like hint, hint, not having their phone in their room or with them when they're studying. That's one change. It's one commitment. But if that was their only one thing that they did and stuck to for a whole year, could you imagine the impact that would have on their productivity, their focus, their output? So figuring out what's going to move the needle in the right direction and in the biggest way is one of the most effective things I think students can do. Also figuring out what they're doing but isn't either having much of an impact or could be having a greater impact with a couple of tweaks and what's actually moving them backwards away from their goal or away from the result or the outcome that they want. And sometimes doing this by looking at others, just thinking about other people, even outside of study, sports people, successful entrepreneurs, whoever they might look up to in some way, rather than straight away just trying to self-evaluate and critique themselves, which can be hard, both logically and mentally, emotionally, 
it can be easier to do this by looking at others and considering this and then reflecting it back on ourselves. Having your team consider what are they successful because of? What are they successful despite? And where is that the case for themselves and what they're doing? And are there any changes that they'd like to therefore make or anything they want to double down on? Or are they just unclear on this? If they don't know what's moving them further towards or away from what they want, then that's something in itself to realize and then build on. It might just be interesting to build a bit of awareness. So I hope that this has been helpful. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while now and have found it helpful in any way, I would be so grateful if you'd quickly take two seconds it's two taps on the screen wherever you're listening to this to give it a rating and maybe even if you're feeling generous today put in a review as well I will really appreciate you if you do and here's to achieving the results and outcomes that your teen wants this year or that you want for them this year and having a strategy to making it happen I hope you have a great rest of your week I will meet you back here next week Take care. Bye. If you're ready to have your teen achieve their best possible results with less stress, then I want to invite you to enroll them in the 10-week grade transformation program, where they're going to learn the key concepts, skills, and strategies to catapult their performance in assessments and exams. It's risk-free. They either achieve bigger and better results with a whole lot more confidence in 10 weeks, or we refund you in full. Just head over to www.rocksolidstudy.com forward slash program and I'll see you there.